This is the Prayer and Push-Ups Podcast, healthy living for the mind, body, and soul. My name is Ben Taluga, and I am here, as well, mostly always, with my co-host, Neil, the giant ginger, Maxwell. Neil, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing... Neil's- I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm... What? This is an audio format. Anything that yes. I do with my hands during an audio format is for me and me alone. I like to get pumped and excited. <laughs> so I, I asked Neil how he's doing it. He responds with karate chops for those who obviously can't uh, see what's happening. <laughs> uh, it's kind of the, you know, the, the mind and the spirit can follow the body sometimes. And just to make sure that you're on and excited uh, it's good to show it with your body as well. That's why we have such important prayer postures and such. Um, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. Very good. We have a guest so today. We do. So per the usual, when we have a guest, we are going to forego the warm-up because we're terrible people when it comes to working out and we skip warming up. <laughs> and we're bad influences. <laughs> and we are going to jump right into tonight's podcast and welcome our guest, Dan Lewig. So Dan, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for the invite. <laughs> so uh, we did this a while back with one of our guests, and I thought it would be fun to do it again. So before we really get into kind of what Dan does and why he's here on the podcast, I thought we'd have a little fun and throw some rapid fire questions at him and see how well he thinks on his feet. So, Dan, to start, what is your favorite color? When you ask it that way, I got to answer with yellow. (laughs) No, blue! (laughs) All right. (laughs) But is it yellow or blue? All right. (laughs) Actually blue. Blue, okay. Blue. So you would have been wrong if you'd answered yellow and would have deserved to get thrown off the cliff. All right. Yes. I'm guessing you probably don't know the airspeed velocity of a swallow. Well, it depends, of course. Well played, sir. All right. It depends, of course. Is it a European or African swallow? A fully laden swallow? (laughs) All that stuff. You leave all the important information out of the question. Exactly. We don't, we don't know. So a few things to actually help us get to know Dan. So, but I'm, okay. Go ahead, Neil. What is it? What are you? Oh, what's your favorite guy movie? Like your man movie. If you're just like the man. Oh man. If if like, like man movie, Die Hard. I love Die Hard. (gasps) Yes. And it it checks both the man movie and Christmas movie boxes. So that's awesome. (laughs) Yes, it does. It really does save Christmas movies, doesn't it? I think you can say, honey, let's watch a Christmas movie and mm-hmm. pull out Die Hard. And then she'll... And... Oh, man, it's great. It's great. I, knowing that, I, have to, I just have to tell stories. Sorry, I got to jump in. I got to stop on you and jump on this. Knowing that movie was a Christmas movie won me $100. Won me $100. I, uh, it, was one of the que- it was one of the $100 questions at a, at a staff Christmas party. That I was at is like, what was the name of the tower in Die Hard? So there's all the Christmas movie questions, and so it's like, oh, of course, it's Nakatomi Plaza, like, and just ah, oh, it's best, <laughs> such a good movie. So like, what, what is what it like? What is the thing that, like, what 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 makes this like the guy movie that you like then? Uh, just Bruce Willis. 
you know, he's just, okay. he just is like, he's just that guy. Like he's it's got old it. school eighties action, man. They just don't. The number of times I've gone on to streaming services and looked for old school eighties action flicks, just because that's what I'm in the mood to watch. And they don't have that many. It makes me sad. It makes me very sad. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's really hard when you start with the best and then you just try to watch the rest. And it's just, it's just not quite there. It's just, yeah, it's just not quite true story. So, other than watching Die Hard, what is your favorite kind of downtime, personal time activity? So, we're dads, right? Yes. So we don't get we don't get a whole heck of a lot of that. So. so when you get it, you cherish it, and what do you do with it? It's it's <laughs> almost always in the morning before people wake up, and in that time, I I usually work out, whether it be in the gym or a run, <clears> something <throat> like that, and uh, always listening to a podcast of some type or audible book. Okay, all right, and then now, as you said, you're a dad, you have a family, and we'll. We should actually, so your family, you have a wife and two children. Wife and two children, yeah. Eight-year-old yeah. daughter and seven-year-old daughter. She turned seven yesterday. Oh, wow. Well, happy birthday. Yes. Um, you'll have to let her know. I know she's in bed now, but you can tell her two days late when she wakes up tomorrow. We said happy birthday. I will. <laughs> she, I won't, will. She, she won't care. <laughs> Ooh, who are these random people who said happy birthday? Um, and how long have you been married? Uh, 17 years. 17 years. All right. Wow. 17 years. That's I longer than Neil it. and I combined. Nailed it. Guys, when you've you been did. married for a while, the guys go, hmm, 16, 17, <laughs> 18? Longer than 15. Longer 17. than 15. <laughs> Seriously, never ask that question to a guy who's been married for a while in front of his wife. No, you just got to get married on uh, a year that's easily divisible by five. Right. And then it's really easy math moving forward. Mm. So right. exactly. that's, that's exactly. the trick. The best is to get married in a year that ends in a zero. So like this year would be a great year to get married. <laughs> and then the math again is like just Super. grade school easy. But anyway. Um. I, yeah. Maybe it's just because I had my anniversary, but like I, I can't imagine not knowing that fact though. Like. It, it, it does it get foggier? Is there somewhere? Is it like the teens or whatever? You're like, uh, uh, what's going on now? Like, the first time you see your wife, tilt your head and think about the answer to that question. You're like, all right, <laughs> winning. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to do that anyway. <laughs> all right. So, favorite thing to do with your family then? Uh, with my family, by far, my favorite thing to do is uh, boating. Okay. So we love getting out on the water and just having a good time. Uh, paddleboarding, boating, any of that. And then second, second would be hiking. Love okay. to hike with them too. Just adventure, any kind of adventure. I saw that apple orchard picking was apparently not at the top of that. <laughs> I like to be a little frugal also. Here's your bag of apples for $40. <laughs> no, no, oh jeez! That <laughs> you picked yourself, right? You picked yourself and paid ten dollars yeah. to get in, also. Yeah, that's awesome. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what kind of apple oranges you have out there, but like that, it doesn't seem like we have that 
around here. I don't know. Come on, come on down. Come vacation down here. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's quite that expensive here, but it is definitely more expensive to go pick them yourself. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm confident of that. But <laughs> anyway. Uh so all right. So favorite thing to do with the guys. You know, I've I've been thinking about that over the years and it's always I don't really care what I'm doing as long as the guys are there. It's like just community. So it could yeah. be could be working out. Uh, lately, a couple of my guy buddies, we used to work out every day together and the, the morning time is different. I'm like, man, I just miss that. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. I started training for a half marathon the other day and a couple guys grabbed me and said, Hey, why don't you run with us? Well, they're full marathon and 50 K and Iron Man. I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> but it's cool. You know, it's cool getting to, you know, just have conversation and, you know, mm-hmm. talk about guy stuff. So. And you don't get better unless you train with those who are better, right? It's, so you got to find the guy who's run the, the what you call what, what are they called? Uh, Iron Man. Ultra Marathon. Ultra Marathon. You got to find that guy and run with that guy. Yeah. For those who don't know, crazy. an Ultra Marathon is any race that is longer than 26.2 miles. It has no actual Okay. Well, in that case, I run with one of those guys. Oh, I run with I run with a fifty k yeah. guy. So he's okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, they an ultra marathon is anything that is longer than a normal than an actual marathon. I didn't know. Oh. I thought that was maybe a hundred mile or more. So no, more than more no. than a regular marathon. Okay. More than a regular marathon is an ultra marathon, and most of them are like in the the fifty mile range or something like that. I think that I've heard of anyway. But um, yeah, I think you know marathon runners are crazy. So I was getting ready to go out and run with this guy. He, this is the Ironman guy. And we, um, he's like, what are you going to run? I'm like, I don't know, eight, maybe 10 miles, something like that. I got I to gotta increase my mileage. So we go out and we run and we get about six and a half miles in. And he looks over at me and he says, hey, I brought, the, I brought this gel. To, Did you bring any gel? No. I don't know anything about that. So he starts describing this gel and how he just recently switched from one brand to a different brand and how it's so much better and just keeps going on and on and on and on. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I wish I had a gel. <laughs> he eats it. This is- oh, it's those, it's like the, yeah, the, the energy gels. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I have he, never heard then of he those. Says, then he says, oh, hey, by the way, I brought a second one. Would you like one? <laughs> And all of a sudden, my energy after about two, maybe two minutes, just I felt refreshed and I was ready to go. And I'm like, yeah. and what you were talking about with do things with guys at a higher level than you, all it just exploded. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can easily run 10 miles today. Where at six and a half, seven miles, I was ready to throw in the towel. I was done. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I never heard of those gels till I, I did run a marathon a number of years ago. And- uh, oh yeah, see now. They handed those out like yes. along the the route, and that's when I learned about them, and they were very nice. But yeah, very good for energy and potassium and cramps and all that fun stuff. All that fun stuff, right? Um, <laughs> that happens when you're running. <laughs> Could have used a few of those the day day or two after the marathon as well, but um, <laughs> it's always fun. Anyway, um, okay, so. Other fun little things. Have you ever texted a really funny typo to somebody? Just the stupid stuff. So nothing, nothing that was really obscene or anything. Like nothing that. that was crazy. And you're like, oh, I got it. Nothing. No, no, no crazy. No. Delete, delete. 
Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty thankful. I never had a really, really crazy one go out. Um. All right. So, have you ever stabbed or cut yourself with a knife? What What was the game called when you were a kid that you threw the knife at your buddy's foot? <laughs> I don't know that one. You don't know that one? I don't know that one. Explain that one to me. (laughs) We were were just talking about this the other day, and somebody said the name of a game, and I'm like, oh, I know that game. Yeah, I played that game. So when we were kids, we would spread our legs a little, little bit apart, and then you'd take the knife, and you'd throw it and try to stick it in the ground. And the person who won was the one who stuck it closest to the other guy's foot without actually sticking him in the foot. <laughs> it, I, I just Googled it. Mumbly peg? That's it. Mumbly peg. There mumbly you go. Mumbly peg. <laughs> I haven't is, heard that name for 30 plus years. Is, is that, oh, my God. Is it mumbly peg because one of you is bound to end up mumbling and with a peg leg? I, <laughs> I don't know where the name came from, but just as a, a kid in St. Louis, that was just a common known fact. I I thought I did crazy okay. stuff when I was a kid. We played that game. But I can life. honestly say I never playfully <laughs> threw a knife at anyone. Like we used to we used to screw off the Jeez. tips to the arrows and we would take this small compound bow and we'd shoot each other with blunted arrows, but we never <laughs> Through actual like dumber in my book. <laughs> These I'd things are take, sharp. I'd rather take a pocket knife to the foot. No, I'd rather take a pocket knife to the foot than an arrow to the face. Right. Sure if it's blunt. Hey, we all still have Anything both of our eyes and I'm sure. I mean it sounds as bad as like we used to do bottle rocket and uh bottle rocket wars. <clears throat> We're used to shoot each other, like, so you just get a bunch of bottle rockets go yes, off into yes. a, a woods, which is probably dumb because, like, and then you shoot each other bottle rockets. And there's the one guy who always escalates it and brings out a Roman candle, Roman candle. sneaks that in, starts launching that off. And then just, M80s. Yeah. It's all fun and games till someone's headlights <laughs> Never, on fire. Oh, man. Man, I actually had... <laughs> no, yeah, well, this thing I was like, I, like, I had friends who were like, yeah, it was, it had a firecracker explode. Wall was in their hand. Luckily, his fist wasn't closed on it. But like, oh boy, not fun, not fun. No. Wikipedia says that mum, mum, mumblety peg uh, originally talked about in like Tom Sawyer's Detective, so oh. by Mark Twain. So like, mm. barely goes way back. It was way back. Uh, figures. Right. It, was a, it was a Tom Sawyer game that people decided to copy. That seems smart. <laughs> oh, maybe Tom Sawyer was ca- uh, was kind of uh, copying real life. Maybe. Yeah, H- Hannibal's a couple hours north of St. Louis, so maybe that's why we know about Mumbled Peg. There you go. Um, there you go. There it is. There you go. All right. So, so next question: Have Have you been in a fist fight? Oh yeah, yeah, multiple, many. Really? Do tell. I guess Give us the, a good story. I guess the most recent one was a long time ago, but I was maybe a sophomore in high school, and <clears throat> I was about the smallest kid in the high school. And the other small kid, he was a little bit bigger than me, but not much, <clears throat> started talking to the girl I was talking to all the time. And that 
I wanted to, I was the new kid at the school. So I wanted to prove my, my manhood. Legit. You know, Legit. Challenged him. <laughs> and he took like karate or something. So I thought maybe I might've been done for. We were going to figure it out. And uh, turns out he never like actually threw a punch or anything. And I hit him a couple of times. And next thing you know, he's running around a uh, open field. And finally I caught him. <laughs> Tackled him on the ground and started wailing on his face. So he came to school with one big bruise right here. And the other half of his face was purple. <laughs> wow. That's like, okay. it's brutal. Okay. My yeah. heart hurts. My heart hurts here in this That's just bad. He so, sophomore in high school. Sophomore in high school. And that never, never happened again. Neil's a sensitive soul. You mean you, you, so you quit while you were ahead? This yes. sounds like you won your first fight. You're like, all right, I'm done. I've got my cred now. I don't need to worry about this anymore. I had been picked on all my life because I was the smallest kid in whatever, wherever I was. So everybody always mm -hmm. picked on me. And then I always had a buddy like Neil. <clears throat> the big, it was huge. <laughs> right. The big dude. And, and Neil would say things like, hey, man, can you go over there and maybe kind of sort of and don't worry about it. I'm right here. I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This, I actually was that. I wasn't necessarily that guy, but I was definitely the, like the big guy that people wanted around. Uh, even as young as first grade that I had like the nerd kids, like give me an extra fruit snack or something. And I would like protect them. Um, it was always a volunteer protection money. So it was volunteer protection. So it was a service that I was providing to the community. Um, and I get in the fights with the bullies. Neil just doesn't want to admit he was running a protection racket in middle school. Okay. I never forced anyone. I never forced anyone to pay me. I get, I get what you're putting down. They were, they were just, they were just compensating you for services rendered. That's, that's fair. <laughs> Literally, yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. It was a legitimate business. If any other security company like would have written my like game my business plan or whatever, it would have been the same thing as a modern day security company. Except you took payment in gummy bears. Yeah, it did. I like my snacks. Fruit snacks are awesome. They're just they were that's the proto version of the gel stuff for your marathons or whatever. It's like gummy bears and and the, uh, uh, especially the gummy worms, right? Like, yep. yeah. to, I've seen people down those, um, along with their orange slices on the, on the soccer field and stuff. Man, man. All right. All right. So that, that, so then, the last, the last question then that we have is, have you ever gone all day and then at the end of the day realized you were wearing your shirt inside out? Seems like I've done that. Seems like I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> I think sure. that's one of those things that we've all done, but we've blocked out of our memory. <laughs> I was going to say no to that, but I'm like, no, I think I have done that. <laughs> that's one of those things where you're just like, you're lying in bed, you're getting ready to fall asleep, you're about to close and your brain's like, hey, remember that one really embarrassing day you had 10 years ago? <laughs> I remember brain. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, so we, we've had a, that 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 I think qualifies as our warm up. So let's get it. So 
Dan, uh, <clears throat> outside of other things that he does in his life, uh, started, well, it actually started as a Facebook group, didn't it? It's yes. the Facebook group was first. And now yes. you've got a podcast that you've, you've got up and you're, you're getting running. Uh, it's the journey of the Christian dad becoming the spiritual leader of your home. So what, in, and what was it, it? It had a different title originally. What was it originally? Originally it was called the Christian dad. Just the Christian dad. Yeah. So what, yeah. uh, what inspired you to start the Christian dad and then shift it over and make the changes that you have and kind of what's, what's that journey looked like since this is the journey of the Christian dad. Yeah. So way back when, you know, when you're a little kid, some of us had that great just faith upbringing and like life was good and you're, you and God were pretty close and then things changed over time and uh, around high, around end of high school, college age, I kind of drifted away and came back and um, got married thought my wife would be the one that would lead our family in that way because in my opinion, my grandma led the family spiritually and my other grandma did too. Well, my other grandma did because my grandpa was just sort of non-existent for my dad. What I didn't know on my mom's side, grandpa was the one that actually spiritually led the family, but I just didn't see that. Mm. And my mom had a real strong faith and my dad kind of, you know, jumped in the car with her when we went to church. So my expectation was my wife was going to step forward and just take care of that. She takes care of all kinds of stuff in an unbelievable way. And I just figured when we had, at some point, whenever that was, whenever she chose, she'd get me back in the saddle and we'd get going to church again. And uh, it just didn't happen that way. So she grew up with a little bit uh, different upbringing. And uh, I went to a uh, chirp retreat. So Saturday morning group, bunch of guys. And in that, one of the first couple meetings, they're like, you know, the dad, he's the reason why kids stay connected and kids go to church after high school. And the statistic that I heard, I was super disappointed the way I was envisioning this to play out. They said eight to 10% of kids go to church after high school if their parents didn't go to church. And then they said, if the mom goes and she's the reason 12 to 14% of kids would go after high school. I just like, Oh, this is terrible. This, this is not what I want my family to be like. They're going to say dad is maybe 16 or 18, or maybe if we're lucky 20%. And dads were like, 93% of the time the kids would go to church after high school if the dad was the reason why the family went. Okay, sign me up. Tell me more. Like, I'm missing the boat on something, and I need to get this figured out. I didn't have kids at that time, but that was the turning point where I realized I, I had to get serious and get some things figured out and straightened out with my family. So um, didn't just snap the fingers and things became perfect, but that was the day that changed everything. That's a, yeah, that's something that I wish more people recognized. Um, when you see moms coming in and the dad doesn't show or dad is clearly elsewhere in his head, even if he's present. Um, I always love it when you can tell dad is there and dad is involved and engaged. And uh, I always encourage guys it's the dumbest, littlest thing it seems like. But I always encourage guys when you go to when you go to church Sunday morning. So in the in as Catholics we go in and 
oftentimes we'll kneel down and pray before the service right. starts or before mass starts. And I, uh, I tell the guys, be the first one on your knees. Mm-hmm. So this is something I worked out with my wife before we ever had kids. And that is when we get into the pew on Sunday morning, she sits in the pew until I get in because I'm the last one in the pew. And then I kneel down and then she kneels down. Mm-hmm. And it's not because she's not capable of kneeling down. It's just the the symbolism of the fact that dad is going first. Dad is the first one on his knees to pray, showing that dad's not, dad's not following. Dad's not, dad is leading the family, at, you know, in this very simple little act of getting on your knees. That's great. So I always encourage the guys, it's, it's very small. It's a very little thing to do, but I think it, it'll speak volumes in your kids' minds as they grow up and that affects them as they think about that aspect of Sunday mornings or daily. If you go to daily mass, which we have the joy of having. Um, so you, you started the, the, the Christian dad and now the journey of the Christian dad. And I've seen when you're, when you're on, on the Facebook page, you, you do post a lot of fitness stuff, yes. mostly running. Most of what I've seen is running based. But right, so right. what, what got you into running and exercise? So I played <clears throat> soccer growing up as a kid. So you kind of had to be able to run a little bit to do that. Uh, got into high school, still played a little bit of soccer. I really wasn't all that good. And then uh, in college, I went to the military and they've got time tests and different things like that. And in the military, you know, I could do all the push-ups, I could do all the sit-ups so I could maximize and, and get the best score there. What I couldn't do is I couldn't maximize the run. There were like two levels of runners in the military, the gazelles, the ones that just maxed out the run and, and won by five minutes over everybody else in a two-mile run. And then there was the middle group, and then there was the incredibly slow, you're probably not going to make it, guys. And, or if you uh, do, you're, you're trucking just to make it in under the wire. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's your goal. That's your goal. Is hopefully this time I don't have to do this again. And I was, I was the fastest of the, the medium group. Okay. And sometimes they'd stick me with the fast guys. And it bugged the heck out of me that the highest score I ever got on the run was 93. I could never get 100. So I could never max out the test. I could get the presidential physical fitness like award for whatever they called it in the army, but yeah. I could never max it out. And I thought, you know, if I can just stay running and stay this speed as I get older, they grade on a curve as you get older. I'll, right? I'll get the hundred. Yeah. What was the fastest you ever did it in? 1254. Oh, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> My fastest was 14. So you beat me by, by a good minute. Man. When you, when you get underneath 14, that's fast. That's fast. Yeah, I did. I did my 14 the year that I ran a marathon as well. And so I then went, I was in, we had our PT test the week after my marathon and people kept telling me, don't take it the week after you run a marathon, take it beforehand. So I got one of the NCOs to come out and give me my PT test ahead of time. Uh, and so I took it like a week, two weeks before a week and a half before I ran the marathon. And suddenly I stood there were, I was getting ready to start running and I thought, I have no idea how to pace two miles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I haven't run only two miles in months. I don't know how to pace two miles. So I just took off and then I got done. I thought, man, I could have gone faster, <laughs> but I still did. It was still a good time. So that's all right. Anyway. All right. So 
So I was hitting the gym recently, maybe a year and three months ago, because I was a gym guy, you know, hanging out with the buddies and that type thing. Then COVID came around. Well, the thing that saved me was I had one buddy that uh, always wanted to warm up before we worked out. And the warm-ups were supposed to be maybe 10 to 15 minutes of something. Well, he started turning them into like 35 minutes of something. I just never told him, you know, we got to quit. And then we go work out. I was running three miles a day, four miles a day as a warm-up. Mm-hmm. And then COVID came around and I'm like, I don't know what to do around here. And I'm not allowed to leave my house and all this stuff. And there's a treadmill in the basement. I'm like, well, I guess I'll, it was raining a ton here. I'm like, oh. I guess I'll, I guess I'll run. I guess that's what I'll do with my extra time. (laughs) And so I've been running two, three miles every day for like a year. And then a buddy of mine says, Hey, who wants to go run a 5k, a 10k, a half marathon, marathon, stretch yourself, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I guess I do. I'll run a 10k. Cause I I don't know if I can run that far or not. We'll see. And then I accidentally was out running one day and ran six and a half miles. And I went, well, I guess I can run a 10k. (laughs) I love that. I, can, I accidentally ran half six marathon. and a half miles one day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't get that. I just to let you know, Ben's the runner. I'm not. Like, I was. Uh, I was listening to a podcast. I got to that uh, four mile mark, and I was literally coming back to my house, and I'm the driveway's just feet in front of me. And I get this voicemail message. Somebody had called me like at six o'clock in the morning or whatever and left me a voicemail. And I was like, I guess I'll listen to that. It was like a minute and a half long. I'm like, I'll just keep running while I'm listening to it. And I'm like, look down. I'm like, well, I went like 4.2 or whatever. I'm like, how far is that 10K? Did quick Google, you know, came up with it. I'm like, oh, just over six miles. I got 18, 19 minutes. Let's, let's see if we can finish this out. And that was that. Nice. Nice. And then because of that, then I said, hey, Facebook, I'm going to do a half marathon. And then all of a sudden, Ironman guys and 50K guys start like, hey, why don't we start running? <laughs> I never awesome. ran that far before. <laughs> that, oh, that's how it happened to me, though. I was go further um, together, though. I get that. <clears throat> I get that. You go further together. You do. I, mean, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was in the lowest point of my life. Um, I came back from deployment and was just having a really rough year back, first year back. Oh, that's a terrible And my, my drug of choice, if you will, was running. So when the stress and the anxiety and everything else just got to be too much, I just go out and run. And, uh, yeah, I put three to four, I think five miles was maybe the max I would put on. And this buddy of mine kept, found out I was running every day, multiple times. And I, there was days I'd literally put on 12 to 15 miles in a day, but it was in three or four chunks. Right, right. And uh, he kept bugging me to come run with his marathon training team. And finally, one Saturday, I didn't have a good excuse to say no. So I said, <laughs> all right, how far are we going? And he said, 15 miles. I was like, dude, that I don't run 15 miles. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll come, but here's the deal. When I can't go any farther, you're going to finish and bring the van back to pick me up. (laughs) But I made it 15 miles. So I couldn't walk the next day, but I made it 15 miles. Wow. That's a a heck of a jump there. Okay. I just, 
I can't even imagine. I can't, I can't even imagine. I'm sitting there like, no, no, maybe I've done it in a rugby match. Like when I was playing rugby, but like, <laughs> that's the beauty of the sport. You have no idea how far you actually go. You just know if I don't get the guy, he's going to score. So I better right. get there. Yeah. So that's, I, yeah, I'm, I still, I haven't been able to get into this running thing. <laughs> maybe next. I tried talking him into it. He maybe just next. won't do it. I don't know. There's something about finishing a run. There's something about finishing a run and looking at the, the, the ground that you've covered and saying, I covered that ground. And I'm, I think it's impressive. You can do it on a treadmill. I hate running on treadmills. I, it's not my favorite. However, I, if I'm listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube <laughs> video or something, it goes by like nothing. Yeah. It does make it go easier if you can kind of keep your mind doing something else. But, yeah. um, uh, on that note, we're going to ask all of our listeners not to let their minds wander too much. Uh, we are going to cut it off here for this week, um, and we will be back next week with more from Dan. But, uh, Dan, where can people find more of you if they want to try to hear more from you between now and the next episode comes out? Check out, uh, check out The Journey of a Christian Dad on Facebook, Becoming the Spiritual Leader of Your Home, and I've got a bunch of videos and stuff in there. And uh... We're about ready to relaunch the podcast. Uh, we found a little bit different vibe to it, you know, switching from the Christian dad to the journey of a Christian dad. So new artwork and all that stuff will be out there. Awesome. Awesome. And Neil, where can people find us on social media and the work and the like? Uh, they can find us at prayer and pushups podcast at gmail.com prayer and pushups podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us a nice email message, that'll make us feel real good about ourselves. Uh, if you send us a nice message, uh, maybe we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. I don't know. Uh, and you can find us on facebook.com slash prayer and pushups. Same with Instagram and the Twitters at prayer and pushups for both of those. And please give us a positive review or like or whatever the thing is on the thing that you're listening to us on, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts, but you can help other people find our podcasts and, you know, other people find new, interesting, awesome people like Dan. Just something like that. Exactly. So, and don't forget, if you're in the Twin Cities area and you're a teenager or you are the parent of a teenager... AYD is happening this weekend. So uh, find, talk to your youth minister at your, your parish, find the hub nearest you, get out there. And if you're going to Mary Mother in Burnsville, uh, both Neil and I are going to be out there enjoying the day. So um, we will be back next week with more with Dan. Until then, let's get out there. Let's live intentionally. We'll talk to you soon, guys. God bless.